Hi, and welcome to the Four Parents Podcast. I am Ivy Lasseter, the host of this podcast, and I'm so glad that you are listening. I hope your earbuds are in and you are multitasking as Matt and Tammy talk about their parenting experiences, lessons they learned, a few funny stories, and some really great practical wisdom. Matt and Tammy have three children. Two of their children are adulting, and their youngest is in his senior year of high school. I have known this couple for a very long time. My mom and Tammy were prayer partners way back, like when Tammy was pregnant, and I think I was in maybe high school. Anytime I spend time with Matt and Tammy, I just feel sharper. I've learned something new. I've definitely laughed. They are great people, and I'm excited for you to get to hear some of their story today. Here it is. So... What do you know now? What wisdom have you gleaned now from that experience that you feel like young parents would be helpful for us to know? This is like a big question. Getting right to the point. Yes. We're not wasting any time here. Um, I think what I want parents to know is that our kids don't need to know what they're doing for the rest of their lives Uh at the age of 18. Yeah. And that it's okay if college is not the right choice for them. Yeah. Maybe it is later, but if it's not right now, it's okay. Yeah. That's what I want them to know. Did you feel like you had that, like when when your oldest was in high school, did you feel like, oh, this is just an expectation? 100%. Uh-huh. Because that's It wasn't you- even an expectation. It was just the way things were going to be. Uh-huh. You know, would you agree? I think yeah. we, we talked, it, it was a foregone conclusion. Yeah, it, it wasn't, wasn't like a gauntlet. This is the way it's going to be. It's just this this is what the normal path is for us. And I know that word normal is weird for some people, but this is the path. As we graduate, we go to college and you graduate in four and a half years, five if 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 you're really struggling and there. Yeah. Yeah. So, talk about why you feel differently about that now. Um, so I'll start and you can add in color because you're sure. the color guy. I I'm think. the color guy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, our oldest son is now 25. And I think before I tell any part of this story, I think it's important for anybody listening to know that um, we specifically asked him, is there anything that we should not share yeah. about the story and or do you not want us to share it at all? Yeah. And he said, I'm an open book. Share anything you mm. want. And so he has, was is a very smart guy. He's 25 years old. He was smart in high school. Um, He made decent grades. He he went to a school with maybe 1,200 people in his graduating class, probably close to the top 10%, um, made an unbelievable score on his college entrance exams that's almost unheard of, not quite National Merit Scholar, but on that, you know, next level list, whatever that is. I don't even remember what what it's called. Um, but the bottom line is he never really even had to work to achieve that level. Yeah. If we're talking about, and I, I, it's achieve that level of success. And I use the word success in quotations Yeah. because I think that's what a lot of us think of as being successful. Great grades, great SAT scores. You're really set up well. 
Um, and then he went to college, did okay his first year, and then his second year um, did okay. And then the third year, I believe, is when he came home mid-semester. Yeah. And there's a there's a lot of really scary details as a parent yeah. around that whole experience in terms of you know, me talking with people at the university, but technically he's an adult, so they really couldn't share any information. Oh, gosh. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, he came home that first time and wanted to get himself straight. And uh, maybe he was home for three months or so, two or three no, it months. Was, it was, uh, he worked um, the second half of the fall semester for us at the engineering yeah. firm and, uh, and then spent the next semester working. Okay. Yeah, and he worked then, like six, seven or eight months for us. Then went back the next fall. Mm -hmm. um, the university let him back in. Yeah. Uh, he had to write a letter and appeals and all of that. And mid-semester that semester, uh, he came home again, and we actually got a phone call on his drive home. And he basically said, Mom, he called me, uh, just letting you know that I've left school and I'm on my way home. Yeah. I'm 30 know. minutes from the front door. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> and so. What made home. him leave? Um, like struggle in grades or all I, of it? All. I think it was struggle in grades. He's, you know, we've learned a lot since then, you know, and he's learned a lot about himself. Yeah. Um, I'm a people pleaser. I don't like to disappoint people. Mm -hmm. um, all of these things, and by people, that included his professors. And so, for example, if he didn't go to class and made a bad grade, then for him, he threw in the towel. I'm done. I'm no longer going to class because it's an embarrassment to walk into that uh -huh. class knowing that I didn't do my best and I know it. Uh -huh. I didn't do well on whatever project test and I can't face that professor. Yeah. And that's my interpretation based on conversations that we've had, but essentially um, there was no way that he was going to pass his classes okay. successfully. Yeah. So academically there was an issue. And then we found out later there were other struggles that he was having. Yeah. With relationships. Relationships and alcohol and addictions. And yeah. Those sorts of things that as Christian parents, when you raise your family, you you do your best to yeah. guard against. Yeah. Um, but sometimes sometimes, you know, when when new adults get out on their own. And I can remember when I was that age, sometimes the best way to learn is to just really make hard mistakes. For sure. Yeah. For sure. So I, what was, oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that it was such a sweet moment, uh, unexpectedly sweet moment um, when he came in the front door and was just bawling. And, you know, I think leading up to that moment, mm -hmm. you know, for the previous two years when we'd hear about struggles in class, we were we would kind of fuss at them and yeah. encourage and scold. I mean, it was just a, a mixed bag. You're trying of to figure out how to we're deal. To encourage yes. them and say, what do we need to do? Do we need to get tutors? Do we need? So yeah. there was always this: what can we do to help? Or yes. What do we need to do? And that night when he came in the door, I remember just walking up to him and hugging him. And Tammy hugged him. And we said, we don't have to talk about this. We love you. You're always welcome at home. We're going to set you up for success. Now, we didn't put him in the office back at 
at the engineering <laughs> right, firm. We put right. him in the field. Right. So he's We didn't want heat. him to be yeah. comfortable. Right. Right. But he learned a lot. And I'm just, I, I go back to that moment when we hugged him and it was just a moment where for the first time, I think we went, we've just got to love him like Christ. Yeah. With Christ's love. Yes. And support him. And who cares um, if he didn't end up on the path that that we thought we outlined for him or we expected or we expected. And and at that point, it was just so liberating because we we realized that, hey, we're going to put this in God's hands. Yes. And we're going to love with Christ's love. And um, let's just see where it goes. Yeah. And he may never go back to college. Yeah. Well, and to, may... to be clear, we thought raising them as kids, we were also loving them with Christ's well, love. That's... So it wasn't like a revelation like, like oh, oh, we haven't been doing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think uh, it's like hindsight gives you mm. so much. Y'all were not intentionally trying to force him into something or put expectations on him. Like that's never, or uh, maybe I shouldn't say never, but like that's not your heart or what. But mm. I do think if we're not careful, careful culture as parents will just like, put us in this stream that we feel like we have to jump in. Yes. Does that make sense? Like, yes. Well, I can tell you at least our two older kids, both, you know, after this, we come to find out that there was a lot of pressure on them. We didn't put, we weren't intentionally right. putting pressure on them. Right. But, you know, T Tammy and I both went to college, did very good in college at a very, you know, at, at challenging degrees. Yes. And we got out and worked in those fields and were successful. And so, it was just in their mind to live up to what we did. They had to be perfect. Yeah. I can remember yeah. saying, Ivy, when my kids were little, I just want them to be better than I was. <laughs> and because I, because I know my sin when right. I was there. You know age. what a mess you are. <laughs> yeah. Like, and what absolutely. I currently yeah. am. They didn't know that. But that's what I was living. I just want. To I want them to have it better than I did, yeah. and I want them to be better, make better choices than I did. Mm -hmm. Not make the same mistakes. Not yes. make the same mistakes. Learn from our mistakes. And you cannot teach that by telling somebody, don't make my mistakes. Mm -hmm. Huh. You can't. Yeah. yeah. I don't think. And no. yeah. <laughs> and sometimes you just have to make a mistake to you get have to it. Make it. Yeah. Okay. Did you have to navigate lies? from the enemy as parents during this. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yes. Uh, of course. Like, was it easy for you to talk about to people? No. At no. first. So here's what happens when you grow up in a church and the um, kid goes away to college, or maybe they don't, but most of the time they go away to college and they come back and they're walking in the halls and every single person that knew them from when they were a baby all the way until they left for high school mm. for sees college. you. And you know what the first question they ask? How's college? How's college? And Drew struggled with that. Yeah. Like navigating that yeah. question. Well, yeah. I'm not in college. I'm finished with college. I don't know if I'm ever going back to college. Right. As parents, um, it was hard because we completely felt alone. Like this. We uh, we'd, failed. We He's failed. failed. What is everybody going to think at church? Mm, nobody we... else has experienced this. Yeah. And turns and, out. And the, and the great thing is. <laughs> yeah. 
one by one, as we became more authentic and, and, and opened up about it, we find out that a lot of people run into yeah. this. Well, yeah. I mean, and it's yeah. not, I mean, I can't, I'm just talking uh, our brother, you know, everybody at church and, um, you know, over and over. And then Tammy gets the call this morning from yeah. a friend from high school. And, you know, it, it's, it's just something that happens and it, it shouldn't be a surprise. It shouldn't yeah. be a surprise. This is a tough world and there's yeah. a lot of, a lot of struggles and, you know, there's just a lot of things that kids these mm-hmm. days are dealing with that even we didn't deal with yeah. in college. Yeah. And um, it was just so liberating to hear the other stories from from other believers yeah. and be able to just sit down and talk about it. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think at the end of the day, it is just a matter of, um, you know, the lies we believe or the lies that I heard was, well, you should have done this or you should have done that. You shouldn't have said that. Mm. You shouldn't have been so direct. You shouldn't have been so harsh. You shouldn't have been mm. so strict. You shouldn't have been so lenient. You shouldn't all of right. all of those things. And at the end end of the day, it's a matter of what you should do is love your kid. Mm. Period. Mm-hmm. And we did that. Yeah. And we're still doing that. Yeah. And that's kind of where you know, we are today. The great uh, after that night. It was such a great story. Of him coming home. Yeah. After yeah. That, he came home. It was such a great couple of years. I mean, he he went to work in our survey department in yep. the field. Yeah. And busted his tail uh-huh. to the point where every, I mean, everybody was coming up to me going, man, he's a great, he's a great worker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, he, he, within six months, he was doing his own crew. He was run, driving his own truck and mm-hmm. running his own crew. And our surveyor loved him. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. He moved out. He moved out. Lived and on his own. Lost, paid his own bills. Yeah, paid bills. Lost significant weight. Mm-hmm. Started working out all the time. Started yeah. eating healthy and cooking all his own meals. And uh, well, I'll let you tell the story when he got back in. Mm-hmm. But I mean, he's he's gone back and and he's been successful. I mean, gone he's back been, to college. Gone back to college, yeah. and in the two semesters since he's been back, he's made all A's and B's. Yeah. And um, but he will still say school is not for him. And huh. he knows that about himself, but he's so close to the end. He said it would be silly if I didn't just finish. finish. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I mean, kudos for him. Yeah. And I, I guess the, the end of that story that, that when. Uh, oh, when he found out and he got back in uh, w- one morning, this is how we found out he was going back to school. So he was home for a couple of years and. We never knew if he was going back to college. We didn't talk about it. We didn't ask him because at the end of the day, it's not important. Right. You know, he was right. He, he was, was self-supporting. Well. Right. Yeah. And so uh, he came home one, he came over one morning on his way to work to give me something. I don't even remember what it was. And when I went out to the mailbox to grab it from him through his car window, he just said, hey, mom, I just wanted to let you know that I've applied to get back into the university. Uh-uh. And... um I got an email from the admissions advisor from the engineering department last night that he was pushing the button to let me back in. Uh-uh. Did and it I, all on his own. And I go back in the fall. And so uh, he went back last, was it last fall? Yeah. Yeah, last fall. Oh, yeah. And then he has one. He, this is supposedly his last semester, so we'll see. Doing well and paying for his school. and. I mean, so I guess, I don't know how quite to frame this question, but it's like, how do we define what good is for our kids? You know, like 
It's almost like if we had a gap year program where they, <laughs> <laughs> they could really drill down into what they believe and what God, be, you know, I God's think, truth. I think at the core, it, it's about loving your kids well and giving them freedom to make mistakes um, and to learn about themselves. I think right now it's really um, – we can define good for our kids all day long. Right. Or culture can define good for our kids all day long. Correct. And so I maybe that's the problem. Maybe we're trying so hard to define what good is for our kids that our kids don't get to define that. Get to define it for themselves. Because it's it's like y'all were really – it was like, yay, he's working hard. He's, he's exercising. He's healthy. Yeah. He's – Yeah. Like – and I'm not saying it's like I just – it, it's hard to what, – what are those things that it's yeah. like that's how we can look at our kids and go, I think they're doing okay. Yes. Like when he was a freshman and, or sophomore, could you pick up that he was struggling? Oh, yes. Yeah. Because uh, we could, I could actually pick that up in high school. Okay. So I knew I, – I had thought because everything came so easy in high school. Uh-huh. I had thought, mm, I don't know. This – I can remember saying, Drew, things are too easy for you. Well, I mean, he was an e – he's all the thing, an Eagle Scout, yeah. right? Like all yeah. made great – it's like – Yeah. But I can just, tell by some of the behaviors without going into them, okay. which I'm sure he wouldn't care. Yeah. But um, I've, I I could tell there were some internal issues okay. with where he stood – as a man, uh -huh. as a kid, as a person in relationship to Jesus. Okay. Okay. So I don't think he was secure in that. Yeah. When he left. Maybe he was or wasn't secure in his relationship with us. But also at the end of the day, like we have to ensure that our kids are secure in who Jesus says they are, not yeah. who we say they are. Yes. And yes. as Tammy mentioned, he has said that it's school still not for him. Yeah. And as we look back at high school and then college, I mean, just sitting in class and learning is is not his thing. It's not his style. Yeah. You know, he gets out on a survey crew and can work hard and show initiative and bust his tail. And he learned it. I mean, it was an excellent experience. Uh -huh. for him. And so that's where you, you talk about figuring out how you're wired and, and what God really has for you. Yeah. Because he was never going to enjoy getting a degree. Right. Right. You know, he enjoyed the heck out of you know Social football aspects. season yes. and all the extra <laughs> all the extracurriculars <laughs> yes. he was involved in. Yeah. But sitting in a class and it was just it, not for yeah, him. So so it really sense. is. It's it's you know, I, I jokingly said that about the gap year, but it, I mean that's one of the core values of it or the things that we really yeah. value is the opportunity to figure out what are you wired to do? Yes. Okay. I do want to jump to, let's go because I want people to get this part of the story. So tell me about why Colorado like is meaningful to your family. Yeah. Because it goes a it's long not, way back. Yeah. Long way back. So I, I grew up uh, going to Colorado every summer with, um, my aunt and uncle for sure, uh -huh. sometimes my mom or my dad, but would go there every summer to South Central Colorado, this little town called Creed. They had a cabin there, and I was there with my family. My cousins loved it. Yeah. Uh, it's just so beautiful. And, and it's a always town. Yeah. so much fun, so many things to do. And then it's not 109 degrees. Yeah. yeah. And then <laughs> <You> when, <know. laughs> when we got married, when Matt and I got married, I um, jokingly said, Oh, it'd be so cool someday to have a 
uh, place in Colorado. And and uh, I said, and I'd like to have a lake house. And so that was, <laughs> and so now we see who who, who calls won. the shots and the yeah yeah, yeah okay exactly. got it. Exactly um, and and we would go up as a family in the winters primarily and yeah. ski, which is great skiing and snowboarding and all that. That's fun. Um, but about in 2015, we were actually um, fortunate enough to be able to um, have a cabin in a in this kind of the same area that I grew up to going in the summers. And um, it is, has been a blessing to our family and to other families and to our friends that have been able to go. Um, and we love the summer there, I think more than the winter. That's yeah. what everyone says that yeah. goes, they're like, summer's way better. Yeah. I never understood why you'd have a house that wasn't on a ski slope. Right. You know, I, right. I, I, to me, I grew up, Going in the early 80s with, with church trips uh -huh. to ski and oh, yeah. all my friends and it were the greatest experiences. And yeah. I just absolutely, I mean, I lived for that week of skiing. Uh -huh. Yeah. And so I was, I, I didn't have any time for going up in the summer. I mean. Yeah. But anyway, uh, back in like 2008 or nine, we went to Sky Ranch Family Camp uh -huh. up in Lake, uh, Lake City. Yeah. Uh, because we couldn't go to the beach because the oil spill or something like that. <laughs> and sure enough, we got into this and it was like, oh my gosh, this it's is amazing. all right. Yeah. You know, it's like 60 degrees yes. outside. And, so much to do. And so after that, it really kind of changed our perspective to the point where in 2014, we we bought a lot uh -huh. and started building and stuff. But, so yeah, we really, really love it up there. Yeah. It's beautiful. So then you started seeing beyond just mm -hmm. the, this is our little house that our family goes to or we let our friends. So talk about when that started. You started getting that vision. Um, I, w I would say a couple years ago, uh, Matt and I, so we're in our early 50s, and I had been in a corporate position that I, I felt like ready to move on from. Mm -hmm. And Matt had had is part owner of an engineering firm. And and so when we started thinking about, wow, what are we going to do uh, when we're an, we're an empty nest family? Mm -hmm. Because it really isn't about retirement, right? It's like, what are we going to do next Yeah, um, as a couple? And uh, and I'd, I'd step in here. My mentor had, had said to me, you know, during this time frame, at this, at this stage in life, a lot of people get to the point where they've had success. Mm -hmm. And and we certainly had gotten to that point where financially and professionally yeah. we had, had success. Yeah. And, and then it was like, okay, we don't have something next. You know, you're always looking up. What's the next thing right. we're trying to achieve? Right, And it gets to the point where you go, wait a minute, what's next? Yeah. And, and, and they talk about uh, transitioning from success to significance in the second half of life. And that really resonated with me. And, and we talked about that and it's like, okay, God, what is our significance? Uh -huh. So that's where we started looking. It was, I think you're right. I had forgotten that, but it was the impending empty nester. Right. Status. Right. And then this, this combination or, or this discussion. And so, yeah, we just started, started dreaming about, um, I mean, it, it really was about a two year process where we were praying about it oh my and, and trying to think what's the what, what, where is our significance? And we talked about, um, doing Airstream B&Bs uh -huh. here in Texas. And we talked about, um, we have some neighbors that had never been to the mountains. They had never, their family had never been in the mountains, yeah. three young girls. And, 
And we uh, let them go up to our house and use yeah. it for a week. And when they came back, I mean, I'll never forget this. They came back and and were just in awe. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I remember talking to them on the porch, and I was so thrilled they could do that because they had experienced, I mean, the majesty yeah. of God's creation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you can't not believe right. in God when you see the majesty right. of His creation. Right. And and so it was then I started thinking, it's like, gosh, how can we host people in Colorado? It, it was at one point we were thinking maybe we build a, we just have, we just bring families up to our house and we we host. Yeah. Um. And and so, uh, I think I think where we landed after yeah. all of the discussion because there's I mean, there's still a lot of things that are percolating, <laughs> percolating in our lives. There's a lot of things working up there. Yeah. Well, it's encouraging for me to hear. That it's like, oh wow! So two years, y'all have been thinking about this, and mm-hmm. it has evolved in, yeah. like, I don't know. Sometimes you just think these things appear, and it's like, yeah. Oh yeah, that's the idea, and I'm going to run after that idea. Yeah, and it's like, oh no, it's evolved over it's time. It's evolved. Yeah, it's evolved, and I don't think um, other ideas have been sloughed off. They've just been fi- fine tuned to the point where we get to uh, our experience with Drew and recognizing that we weren't the only ones yeah. that this yeah. happened to. Yeah. Well, it's kind of cool. Y'all are having these conversations at the same time. I don't know if "cool" is the right word. <laughs> I don't know. Interesting. The same time your son is like, yeah, figuring out what he. Oh, they were right? definitely influencing each other. That's Those crazy. experiences. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it it's it kind of goes back to what you hear a lot of people say who are believers is that God will make good out of all things. Yeah, yeah. And we're believing in that. Yeah. Um, with what we're launching with the Gap Year program yeah. that we're launching in Colorado because. You know, maybe one person will come, maybe nobody will come. I don't know. But what we're doing is we're taking one step at a time. We're doing the next right thing and we're just being obedient. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and we're able to. So um, it's evolved to you yeah. buying. Yeah. The- Here, I, I I was just thinking I can probably summarize this really. It's good. hard to summarize like two years of. Or, yeah. 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 Summarize. Anyhow. I can't wait to hear this. Oh, so- gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so we have. Uh, the situation with Drew and we didn't know a gap year program at the time, but we knew we, we wanted to, 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 to have some type of program that could address that situation. Yes. We, we had an interest in hosting people up there just because of our experiences. Again, I'll go back. I, I have a distinct memory of sitting on our deck and looking at the stars. And, uh, this was probably two, two or three years ago, maybe two years ago. And, and, I had such an intimate encounter with God. No. It literally kind of, uh-uh. it, it blew me away. It kind of reset my understanding of God and and his involvement in my life. Mm. And it was that moment for me where I just went, okay, I want to bring people up here who would never otherwise get to do this to experience this majesty yes. and, and be transformed. Yes. So that's a big thing. I, I've already mentioned it twice you're good you're doing great (laughs) but then we we um uh we also recognize that in south fork there's a a, an affordable housing a workforce housing Uh shortage and there's a workforce shortage right so we i think the time we went to go grab lunch at one of the restaurants in south fork and there's only two or three of them and we get to the door and there's a sign that says closed no workers showed up 
And we said, we could get people from Texas up here. And so meanwhile, all, people, are in, people are in Texas sweating and can we please come to Colorado? <laughs> yeah. So all these things were brewing. Yeah. And the night after I had that deck moment. Yes was when we went over and looked at the first property that we purchased, which is no. which is 65 acres that we wanted to do for a retreat center. And it was it was fully a, an obedience thing. Yeah. I, as we toured the property that day, I felt like God said, this is it. This is it. And sure enough, the seller's a believer and he we told the story of what we were interested in and, and we, you know, I think that helped us to 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 acquire the property yeah. for a price that we could afford. Right. But um but the the real point of of getting to the gap program and then Tammy can take it away. Yeah. Is we were looking at all these things. Yeah. You know, affordable or workforce housing, gap program, uh, retreat center and and we were trying to put performance together. You know, we I do land development for a business. And so, you know, I have people putting together pro formas and and making sure the financials work and and as part of that process, Tammy and I were were penciling out what it was going to cost to do yeah. all this stuff. Yeah. And I literally looked at her that night and said, we can't do both of these. We can't do both the retreat center and the gap year program. Yeah. And for me, the retreat center was the priority. For her, the gap year was the program, but the priority, I yeah. think. But uh, about that time, the Spruce Lodge came on the market or we found out that the Spruce Lodge was on the market. So we start looking at the Spruce Lodge. We had actually stayed there in 2014 when we bought our lot. Yeah. So we knew about it and we started looking at it. We said, this would be perfect for a gap year yeah. program. It's like a hotel kind of thing. Yes. It, it yeah. is. It's a lodge. And, and, um, and as we were looking through stuff, we started getting so excited because there was a video where uh, South Fork started with a sawmill across the street from the, the Spruce Lodge. And the Spruce Lodge was built in 1927 oh my. to house workers for the sawmill. And we said, if that's not providential, I don't know what it is because we're trying to find a place to house workers for South Fork. And so we said, this is what God wants us to do. And we were so excited. Yes. And Tammy called the broker and it was under contract. Oh, but then you got it. Yeah. We ended so, up, we ended up getting it. Yeah. The, the, the end of the story. But, but what it did for me is it went, I, I, after that excitement, I, we were praying and, and just thinking about it. I said, it's pretty clear to me that God wants us to move in the gap year program yeah. direction because we're going to be able to impact the gap new adults right. in the community. Right. It's where we can have the most impact. Right. Immediately. Pretty immediately. Yeah. yeah. And so it shifted our focus. God has made... Like, he has opened doors. He has provided yeah. direction and established priorities for yes. us. Yes. Um, and it, and it's those are just a few of the stories of that. Yeah, but, yeah. There's a so, ton of stories. So there we are. We closed on Spruce Lodge in May, and um, and uh, we've been awfully busy ever since. Oh yeah, yeah, yep. So with with the Spruce Lodge, uh, it it truly was amazing how the Lord kind of provided um, the ability for us to acquire yeah. something like that. And honestly, it's. Um, with the help of other strong believers yeah. who believe in the vision yeah. and who believe in the mission. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it is remarkable yeah. that people would have that much faith yeah. um, in what we're trying to do there and hope for the outcome. Right. Um, it is, it's remarkable. It's a little bit of a burden, um, but yeah. it is, and it is an example of God's, um, hands all over yeah. everything. 
our attorney that, that put together our agreements for all the purchases and stuff almost argued with me when I told him how to set up the, the entity yes. to ownership entity yeah, yeah, yeah. with our partners. Yeah, yeah. He said, nobody's going to sign this. Oh, <laughs> You're like, oh, no. I said, I'm pretty sure everybody's going to sign this. And sure enough, everybody signed it. No comments. And when I sent it back, he was like, you know, that's really pretty amazing. And I said, I said, we're, all, you know, the deal is we're all believers. We're right. all aligned. And we, right. all, we all know what we're trying well, to do here. That is yeah. great. Isn't it crazy? I don't think anyone would sign this. They're so, going to sign it. We stymied the attorney. Um. So... What sort of things in the gap year mm-hmm. are you hoping that these young adults will experience? Yep. Um, our main vision is to cultivate wholeness in new adults so they can launch uh, into the world f- in free uh, and in responsibility. Mm-hmm. And so we really have um, probably three or four main tenants. Number one is that when they come to the Spruce Lodge or to South Fork, that they will be working in the community. Mm -hmm. And so step one is partnering with businesses in the community right now Mm -hmm. who will commit to hiring these new adults. um, And we're hoping to launch next June. Yeah. So for a nine-month program. Um, that will allow these new adults to self-fund their experience yeah. for the gap year, yeah. whereas, you know, gap year popularity is rising anyway. Mm-hmm. And so if you look at um, costs of gap years, it, they can range anywhere from fifteen dollars to $20,000 per year for the length of time that we're, right. we're talking about being in South right. Fork. And so our goal is for these new adults to self-fund through their employment. So That's that anybody one. can afford, That's not good. just people whose parents want to pay twenty grand. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. The second component is um, a spiritual formation and discipleship component, mm-hmm. which would entail a study of um, number one, who is Jesus, and why did you grow up thinking that was important in the first place? It's mm, good. And then identity. Yeah. calling who yeah. does Jesus say you are because Jesus does say you know love your neighbor as yourself it's, uh-huh. it's yeah the most important thing you can yeah. do well to me that says you got to know yourself first mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in order to love other people well and um, really cultivating that through a series of uh, weekly studies and monthly in-person seminars yeah. that would be pastored um, and led by pastors and spiritual directors and right. that sort of thing and then couple that with a mentorship program. So each person coming into the program will be paired with a mentor that they will meet with weekly just to discuss, you know, challenges, kind of like a swap meeting. Yeah. What's been going well? What hasn't been going well? What's your opportunity this week? What are your threats? How can I pray for uh-huh. you? Are you staying on track? Uh, how's your spending? Um, are you eating well? Like all of the yes. components that are part of the program, just having somebody that's ahead of them uh-huh. uh, be able to have a relationship with that person and, so good. and be able to have that. And then the third component is life skill training. Hmm. Uh, and so really just understanding and learning. And I think for some of them, it might be the first time or or maybe parents will say, no, I taught them that. But when they get there. <laughs> Well, we know that happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, too. <laughs> we, we know that happens. I could share more stories, but I'll, I'll refrain. <laughs> but um, really, it's about healthy eating, making good choices, how to cook. Yeah. Um, how to boil water, for example. Oh, my. Uh, that, laundry, that's extreme. Laundry, laundry should be on there. 
one. All finances. That. Just that uh, financial planning, yeah, budgeting, yeah, yeah, yeah. financial literacy. So good. All of that is there. And then we'll be doing all of that in community. So we're living in the same lodge. Um, yes, they're going to be in the world. Yeah. And, and part of this whole nine months is how do you be a believer in the <sighs> world and not of the world? That, that's and in order to do that, you have to be in the world. Yeah. You can't stay in your bubble. Right. Right. And so we we want to bring them together and have discussions as community to support each other and build each other up. But then also, how do you stay true to those beliefs in the world? Yeah. And then offering them the ability to have employment there and volunteer in the community mm-hmm. and that sort of thing um, is central. I, ju- I did want to add one of the things about working in the community that's important to us. The goal isn't to to equip them with leaflets and whatever, to go into the workplace and sit there and proselytize. Right, right. It, that's not what we're trying. This isn't right. a mission trip. This right. is a something we've learned at our engineering firm since in the last five years that we've we've really kind of turned over the reins of our business to God. Yeah. And just been stewards of his yeah. business. You know, we spent years before that thinking. How can we serve God in our business? We need to go do mission trips and we need to go and put water wells in and we need to do all these engineering things. And, and, and what we've realized over the last five years is that we serve God every day in the workplace uh, yeah. by loving our employees and loving our, incli- our clients yes. and, and doing everything with excellence. Yeah. <clears throat> and so really what's, what's near and dear for me, and I, I know Tammy agrees, is, is like, I want to encourage these kids. It's like, no, you just go to work. And how do you show Christ to the community? You show up on time. You work hard. You smile. You laugh. Yeah. You love the people you work yes. with. Um, and and if you never talk about God, that's okay. But yeah. I'm going to guess they're going to be wondering what's different Absolutely. about you. Absolutely. We shouldn't underestimate the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives and the when we show up to a place by with his power. Yes. What that does in a place. Absolutely. Like, and I think we underestimate that. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. And yeah. And we, and we tend to to grade ourselves on those types of outcomes. Like sometimes as believers. Like I know growing up in the church, uh, it's it's, you know, sometimes it's even going on mission trips is how many people did you talk to? Or, you know, you've got to have metrics. Mm. And at the end of the day, like God, that's we're we're, we're going to be working in God's economy. Yeah. And so there's a, a super great chance that we we won't see the fruit of any of this in our lifetime. That's we true. Might. Well, you okay. might. But, but, it's but true. we can't go in it expecting that. Right. Um, what we need to do is go in it, just being obe- go into right. it, being obedient, right. and, and I hope we can encourage everyone who uh, gets to come, right, um, to do the same thing. Right, that's so good. We um, we talk a lot about obedience. <clears throat> um, you know, the world's model is, and and the way Tammy lived this in her professional career was um, outcome over effort, yeah. meaning oh yeah, maximize your outcome, minimize your effort, and and you're going to mm-hmm be good in the corporate world. Yeah. And it was, she was convicted. Uh, when I went to, I went to a retreat back in October of last year and the first, and I went just to kind of hear from the Lord. Yeah. And that is why I went. Yeah. And when I walked in um, to that lodge there, the first thing that I saw was uh, just a saying that was printed on a blanket that said obedience over outcome. Mm-hmm. And I thought, 
oh, this is God's economy. Mm-hmm. And you right. know, that it's, yeah. it's really guided everything we've done. Yeah. Because when you put obedience as the is is your metric. Yes. And and you subjugate or whatever that is, you you relegate. Re, you put uh, outcome. You're not worried about outcome. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. I'm going to be obedient. And I was telling Tammy on the way over, it's like. I can't remember if we said it on on when we were recording or not, but the 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 person that reached out to her yes, about her podcast yes. today, I said, you know, we need to operate as if if that's the one person whose life we impacted, or rather that our actions affected and God impacted, then that's, that's okay. Yeah, that's right. We yeah, yeah, yeah. we should have no uh, expectations expectations of outcome. All we're trying to do is yeah. do just exactly what God wants yeah. us to do in this moment. Yeah. Which is, I mean, it's kind of an interesting connection in the, because I think as parents too, it's like, like to love our kids well is not, is not to be so worried about their outcome. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I don't think we do it intentionally. No, no. Uh, but I think it is, you know, it just seeps into how we talk and yeah. um, what we do talk about and what we don't yeah. talk about. Yeah. And so. the way God loves us, he doesn't care how much we do. He mm-hmm. cares about us being faithful to him. And it's like. He yeah. wants our love. Yeah. yeah and yeah. obedience. Yeah. More than. Yeah. Um, okay. Last question. So your youngest son. Mm-hmm. is in high school. Mm-hmm. How are you parenting that different as far as what he's going to do once he graduates? A lot and- of corporal punishment. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, besides that, I knew you were going to say that. But. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, how do we parent differently? You know, what's interesting is we have three kids and we've parented them all differently. Yeah. But we've also had some very similar themes in how we parented all of them. Mm-hmm. And the thing about it is, is they're all different. Yeah. And so even if we parent the exact same way, you're still going to get a different outcome right. because the kids are all different. Right. And so our third one, I always say that he gives us a little bit of a run for our money. Um <laughs> Which is really hard to believe, considering you know after this story. But I've realized uh, I've realized that he's a lot like I was in high school. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> not good. And so we do we do change some of our terminology when we talk to him and our expectations. And certainly, he knows that college is not a requirement. Right. Um, right. He still wants to apply, and I think I've. You know, I don't know how much of it is he wants to do that because that's what everyone does, mm-hmm. like all of his friends, yeah, or if yeah. that's truly a desire. And I don't think he really knows. Um, but but um, that is his plan as as of today. Yeah. But we we still have a little bit of time. Yeah. A little bit, not much. I, I, I think know. the yeah, the big difference is just the expectations. I think we're we've let go of all that, honestly. I know. Well, and you learn so much by watching your siblings. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of – I mean, of course, you all have learned a lot too, but I I think some of it is like, oh, like 
college is also really hard and there's there's some other things I can do, you yeah. know? Yeah. When you look at what most normal people's definition of success, a yes. successful college experience. Yes. If you would ask somebody what's a successful college experience, I bet we all have a definition of our, right. in our mind what that looks like. Right. You graduate in a certain number of years with a certain GPA or you get a job after, blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, I think we have our two older kids are completely opposite in that definition like we've already talked about drew yes and how how it's taken him a while yeah right and then our daughter was completely opposite she has she's done well by the world's definition of a successful college experience right but that doesn't mean that she doesn't have other hardships or obstacles or challenges that she's had to overcome in her life. And I think at the end of the day, we all have to be prepared for challenges, obstacles, and things to overcome because obedience doesn't mean that it's going to be easy. Right. Just because you're obeying, that doesn't mean, okay, I finally decided to obey. And so now it's smooth sailing. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Um, And I think, you know, if if anything, just being prepared for the hard thing Mm -hmm. and lean into that, Mm. face it head on Mm -hmm. and get through it. Yeah. And hopefully you can get through it in community with the people around you. Yeah. That's good. Okay. Is there any other thoughts, anything you want to share about? I don't. Yeah. I guess the only other thing I'd share is, you know, when you, um, We've been asking anybody that will hear our story for prayers. Yeah. Uh, you know, one of the things that is we're in the middle of all this, and it's, I mean, yeah. it's, it's nuts up there right now. We're still, uh, we honored all the existing reservations for the summer. Oh, so yeah. we're running a hotel for this summer yeah. remotely. Uh-huh. Um, um, and, uh, you know, Tammy is just working crazy hours on the gap year program and trying to, you know, this year is going to go by really quick. Yep. And, uh, you know, in the middle of all that, we're still a couple and, and, you know, we need to spend time together. Exactly. We, yes. You know, life goes on. I'm still, uh, fully engaged here in our business. Right. Um, I, I have a great team and I feel led to, to spend a lot. I feel led my priority right now is here right. with, with my team right. and pouring into these guys right. in the company. But I guess the point is, you know, when you hear or maybe when you see some organization or a nonprofit or a business that's successful and is up and running and 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 you hear about the origin story, you know, and the and the person says, you know, I felt led to do this, and there's a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, and there was this. And it sounds romantic when you hear that from the point, I know. from the point I know. of it being established and operating. Yes. But the thing to remember is that I mean we're back at the beginning. We're, we're still in the middle of the blood. Yes. Tears, and we don't yes. know what the outcome is going to be. Right. So it's just, a, it's, um, you know, I, I don't know what the point is other than it's hard. Yeah. It, it's not yeah. easy. And, and, you know, it's a daily uh, submission. Yes. In obedience. So that is so encouraging. Yeah. Cause I think a lot of us are in the middle of what we're, what, what are we doing and what are we, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you, you get so easy to look at something else and go, well, it seemed to work out really great for them. And it seemed yeah. to be, look at that, you know, well, great who, organization yeah. or blah, blah, blah. And, and what you don't see is the 
overwhelming yeah. <laughs> tears in the closet and you know what I mean? Yes. Like, oh, for sure. I, yep. I, that's, I, that's a great, a great way to put it because you look at something and go, well, of course, who wouldn't go through all that yeah. to achieve what you yes. achieve? But when you're going through it yourself, you don't know what the outcome no. is. And so it, it, it is, I think it's worth, uh, you know, encouraging others that, that when you feel called to do something and you're being obedient to God, yeah. um, you know, it's not easy. Yeah. Lean in. Lean yeah, in. lean in. Yeah. Okay. Tammy and I went to lunch a while ago, and I can't remember which one of y'all. I, I can't remember if you were telling me the story that Matt said or it was something you said about hearing from God. Oh. About hearing Do you remember this? from God. Tell me some more details. You said, when you're like, I feel like I'm not hearing from God now. I feel like, do you remember this? And you um, said, go back to the last time. You heard from God. That was, was that you? you? Yeah. Because yeah. I think about this all the time. Like, yeah. you tell that story. This really doesn't have too much to do with what our whole conversation, except I think it's really good wisdom. Yeah. So um, uh, our company is members of an organization called C12, which yeah. is a Christian uh, business leaders roundtable. Yeah. And our chair is is a good friend and, and really a mentor to me because um, he's the one that talked about success to significance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's just a wonderful uh, Christian man and uh, with a lot of wisdom. And um, and I was telling him as we were doing uh, just sometime in the last six months as all yeah. this stuff's been going on, I, I kept thinking about the parable of the talents. Uh-huh. And, you know, ha- the, the, the challenging thing for me with that parable is you know, I, we obviously want to be the the guy that takes his his talents and and doubles it for the yeah. for the for the king, and but it, it's kind of like we feel like okay, God gave us these opportunities, gave us this direction, but for the last couple of months, it's just been like we've been working under our own uh-huh. authority. Uh-huh. We're trying to do this. We're trying to do this, and. <clears throat> And, and it just feels like I, I'm not hearing from God. What does he want us to do here, here? And and so, yeah, t- um, my mentor mentioned, he, he said, well, when's the last time you heard from God? And I said, yeah. do you feel confident that what you're working on it, with the GAP and yeah. GAP programming with Spruce Lodge, do you feel confident that this is that that you're working on what God called you to do the last time you heard from him. And I yeah. said, yeah. And he goes, then keep doing it. Keep doing it, yeah. God's going to speak to you when he needs to speak to I you. I know. But and, we want it to be like every day. Like yeah. we want it to could, yes. I want some big thing every, every day, day because I don't really remember. Like mm-hmm. and that's when we get discouraged. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like when we go back to God asking for forgiveness for the same sin over and over and over and over again, like on a daily – now, unless you're doing it every day, yeah. that's fine. But if it's the same sin, you know, from 10 years ago and you're still, you know, Feeling, wringing your hand, yeah. hands over it and going to him every day, he's he's already forgiven you. Yeah. Yeah. It's you're the one that hasn't moved oh, on way. and yes. received that forgiveness. Yes. Oh, by the way, he knows every sin you've committed and you're going to commit and you're you're forgiven. Yeah. For all of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, That's good. Um, you want to tell the thing about the buffalo? And then that one. Oh, be sure, our sure, last. sure. The yeah. buffalo is a good yeah. picture. Yeah. So one of our um icons, branding icons. I don't know what you would call it. Yeah. It's almost logos. like it's, it's, logos. What is that? You can hear how good we are at marketing. Yeah. <laughs> logos are branding icons. Um, one, of, one of our logos or our primary logo actually is a buffalo. 
And it's, it's more specifically a buffalo. When you look at its cross-section, there is a, a kind of the grain of a cross-section of wood mm-hmm. because of the sawmill and yeah. the things that we mentioned yeah. here in the, the podcast. Pro- the property we have is was part of the original sawmill. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and so we, we utilize the buffalo because the buffalo has characteristics um, and is one of the only animals. So you can go on Google and, and search this. Yeah. Buffalo but, culture. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, there's actually a website. Wow. Okay. One of the characteristics is they, uh, when a storm is approaching, so if they're in a meadow or wherever and a yeah. storm is approaching head on or approaching them, most animals will hunker down and hide or run the other direction to try to escape the storm. Yeah. The buffalo is one of the only animals that turns toward the storm and, and faces it head on to get through it faster on the other side. And runs into it oh to try to get gosh. through it. Yeah. And so we operate under kind of a lean-in mentality. And and you hear a lot of people say lean-in. For us, what it means is adopt that buffalo culture Mm -hmm. and lean into the hard things. Face it head-on. As long as God is on your side, um, you will be on the other side. Okay, I hope you loved that conversation as much as I did. So good. So, so good. But the biggest thing that I want to remember from this is that idea of obedience over outcome. I've thought about it quite a bit since our conversation, and there's a large part of me that finds this super challenging. I want to know what the outcome is going to be, and I could even take that further. And I typically have a picture in my mind of what I think the outcome should be, but that's not the way following Jesus works. I can think about my own life. I see it in the life of, you know, Peter or Paul in the Bible. There are times when we are obedient and the outcome is actually the complete opposite of what we had in mind. But the good news is God's outcome ultimately always, always is good. The ultimate outcome happens in his timing, not ours, his And that outcome works together for the good of the big picture. With parenting, we walk obediently, yet we don't know what that means for our kids. Even when there are bumps in the road, unexpected challenges, low moments, we can trust that God has the outcome. It's not our job to control the outcome. And Matt and Tammy's story demonstrates this. They were obedient. There were some bumps in the road, but God has it. And think about it. If there wasn't a struggle, would this gap year program even exist? (laughs) That is God at work. And his outcome is far, far, far better than we could possibly ask or imagine. So be obedient and trust God with the outcome. To find out more about their program, check out Lean Into the Gap on Instagram. I will link their website and and social media stuff in the show notes. It's so exciting. Like, I absolutely love what they're doing. Um, Thank you for listening today. Y'all are the best. And I will talk to you next time.